Welcome to the first episode of the WIT podcast, Chat and Chill. Yay! Okay, so just to kick off, I'll give a brief introduction into WIT. Um, So Women in Technology is a student-run society that was formed in 2016, and we aim to empower and upskill students in STEM. Um, And we do this through running a range of social, educational, and professional events, with a lot of exciting events happening in Term 3. So... Um, keep your eyes peeled for things like our case crack and our datathon. Um, so today we're joined by four wonderful guests from WIT. Uh, so let's start off by giving a brief introduction of ourselves before we dive into the questions. Um, okay, I'll start us off. So hi everyone, I'll be hosting today. I'm Jane and I'm a second year student studying common information systems. And I'm currently part of the events subcom at WIT. Yeah, so I'm Vivian Shen. Um, I'm third year studying a Bachelor of Data Science and Decisions with a computational major. And um, I guess I'm like the president and I kind of just like manage all the teams, um, kind of create strategic plans and direction for our society. So that just kind of looks like um, at creating events or initiatives that actually like add value and also create opportunities for our members. So that's me. Um, hi everyone, I'm Amanda. I'm third year software engineering and biomedical engineering and I'm the vice president of WIP for 2020. So I'm just second in command, you know, um, just the peanut butter to the jelly. My name is Vivian. I'm currently in my second year pursuing a double degree in actuarial science and commerce. I'm the education exec at WIT. I'm currently leading a team of three subcons focusing mainly on content creations, working on stuff like Career's Guy, weekly blog posts, and also our weekly podcast, Talk With Us. Hi, everyone. My name is Nishmi. I'm also a second year student at UNSW doing a double degree in commerce and advanced science. And uh, my role in women in technology is being part of the event subcom. So, Essentially, we look at the nitty-gritty details of organizing events, um, trying to figure out which events should be tailored to our students and at which time. So it's uh, getting into the really exciting stuff. Okay, great. Um, Thanks for introducing yourselves, everyone. So let's get stuck into the questions. Um, So with the whole coronavirus situation, a lot of first years haven't really been able to have that traditional taste of campus life that we all had. Um, So let's let them live vicariously. So can you give us some insights into the first things that you did in first year that really helped you integrate yourself into campus life? Or were there any like mistakes or like things that you wish you did in first year um, that you didn't get to do looking back? Yeah, okay. So I guess something that's like really quite important to know about UNSW is that we do have a very big campus like life and student culture. Um, So all the societies are very well run and they do have like their own kind of established culture. So coming to uni, there are like tens and thousands of people for you to meet. And university is a really great opportunity for you kind of like meet new people and make new friends. So you can do this by kind of like joining societies, kind of attending society and also UNSW events. Um, I know this is like quite important because everything is like run online right now. So you can, but you can definitely like take this opportunity to kind of like attend the online events to make friends and stuff like that. So yeah, I guess like making friends is important for a lot of reasons, uh, but not gonna go through all of them today, but we're just gonna, I guess, say what's quite important. So it does like drive our social life, but I think like there is also a lot of like career related um, things and opportunities to kind of like learn from your friends as well. 
And you should also take advantage of all like the UNSW, uh, I guess, resources such as like counselling or like free mock interviews and like resume checks. That really kind of helps, I guess, in the career or like professional aspect as well. And there's a whole list of like, I think, things of what you should do in first year as well. Um, <laughs> so I guess like, I know I do have a couple of friends who kind of like stayed within like their like high school friendship group. And as cliche as it might sound, I think university is like time of like self-discovery and you just won't grow as much if you don't take the opportunity to also like expand your social group. And I think like coming into university, I think a lot of people also do have like this P's get degrees mindset. And um, but you'll actually find out that you'll miss out on a lot of like opportunities as you go on. And especially when you are like in the earlier years, um, you're doing like come to comparatively easier courses where it is easier to get like better grades. So you should be like setting standards for yourself to and like do the best to kind of meet them. And just because like your friends wants to kind of like cruise through university, it doesn't mean you should also like kind of compromise and like lower your standards. Um, yeah. And also don't get swept up in pre-pressure. Don't do something you're not comfortable doing. Um, just because everyone else is doing something doesn't mean it's right and it doesn't mean you should compromise your morals or values to assimilate. That's from me. Um, yeah, so I also agree. I think joining societies really helped me um, really experience the whole variety of like uni life and uni culture. Um, and that's where I met like a lot of my friends as well. Um, but I only started doing that in second year. So I do wish that I started um, like applying for events um, in first year as well. Also, I was really scared to go to career-related events, especially, like, networking stuff, because I just didn't, like, that, like, when you go into uni, that's your first taste of it for most people. So I was scared to be like, oh, I don't know what to say to industry. Oh, like, I'm only first year. I don't have to care about my career just yet. But um, the sooner you start, the more time you have to prepare for like, you're going to be doing that for, like, the rest of your life, right? You're going to be going to networking events. So the sooner you start, the more prep you have, essentially. Um, also agree with the, like, caring about your academics. Um, I think it's, like, it's important to find a balance in the first year. Like, you're adjusting your life to this um, new environment and new situation. So just balancing your social life, but also um, keep your academics, try to keep your academics up. Yeah. Um, steps outside of your comfort zone, try new things, go to events, don't be afraid. That's what I would say to my first year self. ...in societies, um, just to kind of figure out where you want to go, where wh what you actually want to do with your degree and your life and your time at uni. I think that's really important um, just because I think um, if you straight up dive into all these societies and events and networking nights, it definitely does give you the experience to develop yourself professionally, but it also can, I guess, uh, create confusion sometimes as to what you actually want to do. And that essentially can also create doubt in what you want to do. So um, taking your time into figuring things out is also very important. And I think um, your first year should be kind of focused around that as well. Okay, great. Thanks for all that advice, guys. I'm sure our listeners will find that all very valuable. Um, okay, so moving on. So I know with everything being online, making friends or feeling like you're part of a university culture is probably a lot tougher than it already is. Um, so do you have any advice to any students who are struggling to 
immerse themselves into uni life? Yeah, so I think right now, since everything's online, UNSW discussion group, that's kind of where like all the UNSW kids are congregating. So I think being um, like staying on track, oh, not on track, just being aware of like what's happening through that page. Um, you can see all the names and stuff, feel a little bit included. And you'll also be aware of like the events that um, a lot of societies are holding, social ones, career ones, like um, the whole range. And yeah, like if you like feel a bit lonely or like want to make new friends, um, you can come to an event. Like everyone is really open and welcoming. So um, like you're, you can just pop up to an event, go talk to some people, meet some friends and maybe um, like those connections will last despite the quarantine. Yeah, so I definitely agree with what Amanda said, like kind of just like um, being a bit more active on um, socially and also like going to like society events and whatnot. Um, I also think there's also an opportunity to kind of like make friends uh, within your tutorials or classes as well. So I know like now that it is online, it's kind of very easy to kind of like miss a lecture or tutorial every week and then fast track it to exam and then you realise you pretty much like missed all your classes. So I think like in your tutorial, um, there are like, I think, times where you can kind of like engage with some of the other students and I think um, for anyone like if you think you kind of like want to talk to them or want to get to know a bit more about them and they're like somehow in the same class as you then I think you should take this opportunity to kind of like uh, go up to them and maybe like pose like maybe making like shared notes and that's how you kind of keep yourself accountable for like staying on top of your um, things and making sure like your new friend is also like at the same level as well. Yeah, yeah, that's like, that's really good advice. Um, Just adding on to that, not to plug wit, but um, a really good way to meet people is through joining things like case comps, which wit uh, will be holding a case crack in term three. So you can sign up as an individual and um, we can put you into a group. And that's a really good way to make friends with people because you're kind of bonding over a shared experience. Um. Yeah, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Yep, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so since all of us here as part of the podcast were all a second year or above, um, let's take a wander down memory lane. So what was your first ever extracurricular that you took part in in university and how did that change your perspective on what you could achieve during this time? I think for me, it was when I was volunteering at the um, Women in Technology stall at the beginning of the year during O-Week. I think that really um, snowballed into a huge change in my life just because um, by volunteering at that stall, uh, people told me that I should, you know, try to apply for the Women in Technology Society, try to get in into whatever role I want to. And that's how I ended up here. And if I didn't, you know, then I wouldn't be signing up for all these opportunities that WIT is offering and also that other societies are offering, the uni's offering or um, different companies are offering. So I don't think I would have the confidence or the ability to professionally do that. Another big change that... um, being in WIT has really, you know, allowed me to pursue is the fact that I'm making so many new friends. Um, I've met so many wonderful people through the society and through um, 
our sponsors and the people that attend our events. And um, all these connections are really, really valuable, not just in a professional sense, but even just the amount of support that we get by being in a society. So I think that that was a major part of um, my life, especially this year. WIT is actually the first society I took part in during university. I have attended some WIT events and was really impressed by it, but at the time, I didn't really have an exact rule in mind. Until the, Joyce, the former president of WIT, actually asked if I would be interested in running for an exact position. At the end of an event, I think it's personal branding workshop that was part of the empowerment program. So at the time AGM was approaching, I was definitely interested in joining with as part of a team, like perhaps subcom. But thanks to her, I set my sights higher. And funny story, oh, unfortunately, my exam actually clashes with the AGM. So I couldn't really attend AGM to speak and deliver my speech. But we did found a solution. So what, what the solution is, I will be filming myself speaking for two minutes with no editing. So that and they will be playing my video during the elections. So this incident definitely pushed me far outside of my comfort zones. But in the end, it worked, and I was so happy to be able to get the positions. And I definitely, I definitely learned a lot, um, from the position and being able to make so many connections with people who are like-minded, and also it. This incident also gave me the confidence to apply for. Opportunity that seemed to be out of my reach because at the end, what is the worst thing that can happen? Like that's something that I would ask myself if whatever I'm scared to apply for stuff that seems very intimidating. Yeah, and yeah, kind of just like adding on for me, my first in society was actually the computer science and engineering review, and I guess I was quite surprised because I thought it was you know it was just a society about like you know putting on a show, acting, dancing, singing, and whatnot. Um, but it was honestly so much more than that, and I feel like I was quite surprised about like how I guess talented and dedicated everyone was in society, and how like I guess like all the student studies are doing it for a good reason. But we do kind of like invest heaps of time into what we create because we do see value in it. So um, I do think like being part of review definitely like helped me grow as a person. Kind of like made me understand what it means to be a part of like something that is bigger for you than like bigger than yourself as well because you are putting on like a because review is actually a really big site we do involve like I think like a good like hundred people just like kind of like, just like operating and like also like running the show all together so you are a part of like something bigger than yourself as well um so I guess this kind of like yeah made me realize student societies are what you make of it if you do set your own goals you want to meet. Then you'll definitely like grow, but if you just like kind of step into it, thinking like, "Oh yeah, dude, it's just going to be another thing on my resume," that's not the right mindset to have. And conversely, you just won't be able to get as much value out of your experience. So I guess like for me, I see like student study are like a great opportunity to kind of like learn and develop skills, such as like collaborating with the teams, managing conflicts, and also like building relations. But because like I value the work I do um, in my student societies and dedicate all this like time to it, I definitely like get a lot more value out of that too. Uh, my first extracurricular was Event Horizon, um, which is kind of like an arc thing, not that much of a society. But um, what they do is they kind of like just plan events around uni, like they participate in like Stress Less Week and that sort of stuff. Um, 
it changed my perspective on uni life because I think like my first like I just assumed it would be kind of like high school clubs but there's a lot more like social aspect to it like um because you're like working on like bigger things you end up naturally just becoming closer to people um yeah I guess my first taste of society was in shock and wit at the same time um and like having those two societies like showed me different sides of what being in a society could be like and I got to like learn different things from being in those two as well so in wit like because I was under externals like I got to like focus on like how to like email um sponsors um like how to like plan events in general and like how to communicate like my ideas concisely without like um issues coming up or like miscommunication or like um not being too long in what I'm trying to say and yeah and and Shlok also helped me with that as well just more on the event planning side um so I guess it made me realize that like if you work in a team and you have a common goal you can achieve things very quickly um and like knowing how to if like issues come up like knowing how to adapt to that and adjust yeah that's the most important thing that I learned Okay, cool. Thanks for all those insights. Um, Just adding a bit um, of my first experience with extracurricular. My first experience was actually with WIT this year. I think um, in my first year, I wasn't part of any um, like university extracurricular, but I did take part in volunteering outside of uni. So um, for any students who are like in their first year, maybe like you missed out on subcom recruitment or didn't get in, just keep in mind that there are so many opportunities out there, um, even outside of societies. Like like Amanda mentioned, there are like so many different types of ARC volunteering that you can join where you can meet so many great people or like um, organizations that you can join outside of university um, that also provide you with a lot of like professional development and you get to meet a really wide range of people there. Okay. Um, and hey, okay, let's move on to the next question. So... I know a lot of our listeners are probably keen beings and want to join as many things as possible. Um, would you suggest students take on multiple extracurricular activities or join multiple societies? Um, and why or why not? I think for sure. I mean, if you're interested in multiple different societies and what they do and um, are interested in joining like the uh subcom or becoming an exec you should definitely try and you know put yourself out there to join those extra societies or participate in those extracurricular activities because they they build a lot of experience and knowledge and not only in a professional sense but you get to meet so many new people and you get to be exposed to different ways of thinking um and overall you're just making so many new connections and so many new friends and it's a way it's a great way to um I guess uh develop your social life if you're looking into that or develop your professional life if you're looking into that as well it just depends on what you're looking for and what you're really interested in but if you're um considering saying staying in just one society that's also perfectly okay mainly because you need to focus on what you want to do and how you're going to achieve that. So 
Um, and on, just on top of that, um, even with uni, your academic life, um, it, it, sometimes it can get really hectic and really busy. So, you know, you might consider your workload and not join more societies or more extracurricular activities. It's just based on your personal preferences and how much time you've got on your hands and what you're willing to do with that time. Yeah, so I definitely agree with what everything was said here. Um, I also do want to, like, point out something Nishmi said, something about, like, balancing, I guess, like, your social and also um, your, like, university uh, studies and whatnot. So I do think it is important that when you are, like, considering taking on, like, multiple extracurricular activities or, like, societies and whatnot, you want to be thinking about whether or not you can actually, like, commit to it. Societies are really more than about just doing like the assigned work. It is about like the people you meet and the whole like society culture as well. So make sure when you are joining a new society, you do have like, do you have, you can like accommodate for like this time commitment and stuff like that. And also making sure that you do balance it. So making sure that even though you are involved in all these extracurriculars, uh, you're still leaving time aside to do like professional job hunting to uh, university and also like to commit to any like part time work applicable and whatnot. Um, also, something quite important to note is we shouldn't limit it to only, like, I guess, student societies and extracurricular activities as well. I should also try looking at, like, other stuff. Like, you know, UNSW has a lot of, like, great programs, like Founders Program, Heroes, etc. as well as looking at, like, kind of, like, industry um, programs as well, like Essential Holds Boot Camps and there's also, like, the McKinsey forums and whatnot. So um, adding on, um, it, like, it's a really good point that, it is a there is like a social aspect to it so you get as much as you put in so like if you're like flaking you're not turning up to like bonding events then obviously your experience is going to be different and you just have to be aware that like they are time commitments and yeah um if i do suggest that you do join multiple um societies or extracurriculars though just because each society have like their own people and culture and it's really different and like you get to see a wider range of how people work by joining more societies. Um, on that note though, um, joining different teams in different societies, that's a really good point. Like I don't wanna be joining five societies and I'm just doing the same work over and over again. Like you should be thinking about like what skills you can learn from joining another team or like it could be the same team, but they have different responsibilities. So like you're joining a society to develop yourself and like know what skills you want to develop. Um, but and I know like a lot of people say like oh I'm in three societies like that's kind of like the limit I don't want to do too much but um, don't let that scare you like I know people who are like in five societies seven societies and they're like doing fine it's all about how you manage time yeah thanks those are all really great insights I'm sure our listeners will find them all very useful Um, and for our closing question for our podcast let's get a bit nostalgic um so what is the one thing that you'll miss most about uni after graduation? Oh, my God. Okay. I know for some of us, graduation's not too far off. So I think one thing I'll definitely miss is the freedom. Um, I think after university, kind of everyone starts getting busy with their own lives. You know, they're going to have their own professions. They might have their own families. But what's so important to kind of like note is that their goals and priorities are going to change. And that might not necessarily be true all the time. That's something to, like, I guess, keep note of. So you really want, if you really want to, like, kind of maintain or pursue, like, a friendship or relationship with someone, 
you may have to make sure you're kind of like actively setting time aside to kind of like meet up or talk to them as well. And also, I guess in university, there is like, you know, you have classes, but it's not quite the same as like nine to five work kind of thing. And you don't have breaks or mid-sem breaks every semester and stuff like that. You're kind of like working full time the whole year. Um, So it's definitely kind of like, I guess, important to make sure you are spending time with people and spending time with like the right type of people, like the right kinds of people you want to like surround yourself for the future as well. Um, The one thing, well, the multiple things that I will be missing most when I leave uni is probably the road trips, the camps, like the Airbnb nights, that sort of stuff. Um, Just because like, I think like when you're in uni, they're so much easier to organise. But like when you're out, like your friends are going to be dispersed in different um, like career paths and jobs, like people might go overseas. It's just going to be a lot harder to find time when everyone is free. Um, and I really like the flexibility of like uni schedules. Um, you can choose when you want to do your classes, um, if you want to turn up to lectures or not. <laughs> work where, you know, most people will have a nine to five. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm still kind of far off from graduating. I've still got a few years left. But um, I think one thing that I would really miss, um, like Viv and Amanda mentioned, are the times when you can spend, the time that you can spend with your friends. And, I mean, I think, like, a big part of uni is essentially that social life, especially since you're surrounded by so many different people and you have so many different opportunities to make friends and you're surrounded by so many different events where you can kind of go to with your friends. And I guess once uni finishes and we graduate, it just, um, there's not as much time and freedom to really pursue that. And, you know, like that's fair enough. I mean, people have their own lives and, they have their own commitments professionally and in terms of their own personal life. But um, I guess seeing everyone go would be pretty sad. But, yeah, what can, what can you do? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thanks for all those insights, guys. Definitely uni is like, I feel like it's the last time where you're allowed to be free and still kind of be a kid until, like, graduate and suddenly, you know, like, all your responsibilities are, like, weighing so heavy on you um and it's definitely something I'm sure everyone is going to really miss um okay well that concludes our podcast today thanks everyone for taking part um in our podcast and thank you to our listeners for tuning in um just as a reminder as part of t3 wit is going to be running a lot of really exciting events um so make sure that you like our facebook page to keep posted um and as I mentioned in the beginning, this is the first episode of the WIT podcast um, with many more episodes to come every week. So make sure you keep your eyes peeled for our next episode. Thanks and bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye.